Welcome to another episode of God Encounters. Uh, my guests today are Peter and Jill Defoe. Uh, they've written a, a fantastic book. The title is pretty gripping when you just hear the title, No Pit Too Deep. So grateful that they've agreed to be interviewed. Uh, I guess we'll start uh, ladies first here, Jill. Okay. Uh, tell us a little bit about your upbringing. Oh, my upbringing was um, a bit different. Um, my mum and dad were alcoholics. I was left in a cot all day long whilst my mum had other men in the house. And um, my brother got home from school and he had to sort me out. So you can imagine what sort of mess I'd be in. Yes. Um, and so eventually he got fed up. He's eight years older than me. He got fed up with this syndrome going on and on and on. Right. And he grabbed hold of me and we went to our grandmother's across the River, river Thames, <laughs> the other side of River Thames. And she had a very tiny house, so she couldn't look after us. And we were taken into care. So I was in care from the age of two, two and a half to 16. Mm. Um, during which time I led a very introverted life. Um, right. A lot of my life was inside my head. Um, sure. And sure. Um, I felt very unworthy. I felt unloved, mm-hmm. rejected, all those things that you can imagine I felt. Um, and really, really longed for a daddy because I saw everybody else had fathers and little girls were sitting on their daddy's knee and I right. needed that and I wanted sure. that. And, and actually, you need that as a child. You need mm-hmm. an affirming father, right. which I never actually had. So growing up in the children's home was difficult. Uh, I had two brothers with me, but they left. And the last two years I was there was just... When you were in the home where this like where people would come in and look at the children to maybe adopt them? Or <laughs> they did do did that. that. Did but, that work that way? The, or? We were, the lady that was in charge of us, she was like mm-hmm. a mum to us. She didn't want us to go to separate places. Sure. So it was Keep really difficult, anybody taking on three people, right, yeah. three kids. Hard enough getting one. <laughs> exactly. Um, and so, but she was a beautiful lady. She was a Christian. Mm-hmm. And we, she sent us to church three times on a Sunday, and we did learn about Jesus. Um, but she died when I was thirteen, which hit me mm-hmm. below the belt. Really, it was right. just harsh, and yes. and that's when I started thinking, God, you really, you know, you were really nice taking my favorite, most wonderful right. lady out of my life. And yes. what, what, what were you doing? <laughs> I was confused, I suppose then. Um, so at sixteen. They give you a case with two of everything in and mm-hmm. say goodbye. <laughs> and that's it, as far as they're concerned. Uh, fortunately, I had a brother and I went to live with him for a while. I think it was Ron, your brother. Yeah. He was the one that was eight years older than you. Yeah. And I thought he was quite the entrepreneur. He went and got the Coke bottles or something to, get, right. to the get the money, money to yeah. actually go across the if river. If you left there your bottles on the, on, the, on the doorstep, they'd pay you to right. take them away. Yeah, so he yeah. nicked them. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, good for him. It was a getting you out of that situation. Mm-hmm. And uh, Peter, um, your story is quite a bit different. Oh, very, I mean, very you different. Were, you were like raised in a Christian household. Yeah. I believe your father was a minister. That's right, Methodist minister. Methodist yeah. minister. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about your situation. So it's a very, very loving, stable family home. Mm. Uh, have, okay. have three brothers. And yeah, it was just a, a lovely childhood. Didn't mm-hmm. have much money, but uh, we had, you know, father and mother together loved us and would do anything for us. And sure. that was just gave me such a such an amazing start in life. Yes. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's almost an advantage, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. But the one thing, of course, just having three brothers, it was very, very much a male-orientated house and dominated okay. house. Sure. Yeah, and um, my youngest brother, he came sort of five years after me, and uh, when mum was in hospital uh, having him, uh, mm -hmm. we three brothers said, if it's a girl... We're going to put her in a dustbin and tie the lid on. We, we didn't want a girl coming and messing right. up with all yeah, our toys. Right. Yeah, so yes. it's a great relief that uh, that it was a brother that had another brother. Yeah, yeah. awesome, yeah. awesome. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, Jill, just kind of continue on a little bit. I know you. Uh, after this situation, now you went to live with the, was it a preacher? Yeah, uh, his I, wife. Well, was my it? brother left rugby where we lived, and um, I had to find somewhere. Unfortunately, well, I thought. Um, the the couple that led to church, the minister and his wife said, "Why don't you come and live with us?" Which, for me, was good yeah, deal, right? A yeah. family. I'm Praise gonna the Lord. be in a family. God's mm. given me a family. So mm -hmm. at first, it was all very nice, and right. they, they couldn't do enough for me. And he was particularly up for helping me in any way. And uh, but sadly, it went very, very, very wrong. Um, mm -hmm. And he took advantage of me and abused me and raped me for two and a half years. Mm. For was, two and a half years, yeah. so he was abusing you for two and a half years, and he's and preaching, and he's preaching know. at the yeah. same time. And wow. he said to me, you know, um, nobody will believe you because I'm pillar of society. Sure. You know? and, sure. And in those days, he's right; people wouldn't. But right. now, of course, things are yeah. very different. So yeah, it is. It's one of those things I don't understand. Um, you know, how can a man stand up there mm. and declare mm. the word of God mm. yeah. and be abusing mm. a child mm. at the same yeah. time? And he um, should have been a, a, a place where I could have felt at home a refuge, and safe. yes. Um, yeah. But I certainly didn't feel safe. Mm. So when Peter came along, it was a real blessing. <laughs> <laughs> He's an angel, isn't he? <laughs> He's a rock. He's a rock. <laughs> so, so yeah, yeah. All right. Well, um, how did you guys meet? So, well, we both went to the same church. And mm -hmm. uh, when we first uh, came across each other, there was, um, we weren't really attracted to each other, you know. Like and, uh, and I remember that we went away. Uh, to a Sunday school teachers' conference, and Jill was there with her friend, and they ganged up against me and treated me really badly. And but the feeling I think was fairly mutual actually between us at the time. Yeah. But then um, with all this going on in in in, in the church, uh, it was the church where this minister that was abusing Jill that we both went to, and we both um, had some real sort of experiences with the Holy Spirit. This was the early 70s when yes. the, the charismatic revival was happening right. over in the UK. Mm -hmm. And we just needed, we realized that if the Methodist Church was all we had, then it was it was nothing. Mm -hmm. So we wanted something deeper. And uh, we uh, found some people in, in another church and eventually uh, went into a small home, home church. Yes. And uh, there Jill and I started to, to get a bit closer together. She started um, to see the light. No, 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 no. Let's get this right. Okay. You know, it was platonic. Yeah. It had yes. to be because there was no way I wanted anything to do with it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so um, we got closer and there was a number of sort of young people and, and I, I lived in a bachelor pad 
and uh, Jill would quite often come along as it was a sort of safe haven for her. Mm-hmm. And I was very frightened of girls, you know, any kind of, of emotional relationship with them. Mm-hmm. Jill was frightened of, of emotional relationship with men. So it was a very much a, a sort of safe relationship. Yeah. But we got quite close together. Um, but we didn't realize it. And uh, mm-hmm. obviously, you know, the pastor of the this house, small house church saw it, uh, people's tongues started wagging, what's going on with Peter and Jill? And, and one day he came to us and he said, well, you know, what is going on? Is, <laughs> is there anything? Uh, why don't you ask God if he's got plans for you? And it was a real shock to us, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. You know, because we hadn't, we hadn't sort of seen anything. Um, I was a young Christian at that point in time. And being a young Christian has some advantages that you don't know your Bible. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. I said to God, well, you know, if this is what you want, then I need you to show us. And um, I felt we should be reading Deuteronomy 28 and, and Deuteronomy 30. Now, Deuteronomy 28, I hardly knew where that was in the Bible. Mm-hmm. So I looked at it and it was an amazing chapter because in it, God says, I'm setting before you a choice. I'm setting a choice that you can choose to follow me and it'll be a life of amazing blessing in in every area of your life. Or you can choose to reject me and it'll be a life of of, of, of curse that that I wouldn't wish upon anyone. And, you know, that and one or two other scriptures. And it was just so clear that God was saying, look, you know, I'm putting this in front of you. Take it. And uh, so on the basis of that, we... uh, yeah, um, Jill says I never proposed to her, but I did actually yeah. sort of, sort of say, mm-hmm. you know, shall we do it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, it was no romantic down on my knees as Jill keeps on telling me, you know, no, you know, down with a bunch of roses and a ring and everything, nothing like it was that. Just will you? <laughs> so what do you yeah. do with a will you? Yes, and your yeah. response was, <laughs> mine was, will I what? <laughs> but I, I think the the thing for us in in, yeah. in all of this was that mm. that very clear God speaking to us mm. directly. Yes, um, and it was something that uh, several times during our marriage we have gone back to, and we said, "God, this is what you have promised, mm. and if yeah. you're God, then we're going to see mm. it through, even though circumstances have sometimes seemed very, very dark." Um, and I'm. You know, the, the scripture tells us when there's sort of prophecies and things like that, we have to weigh them. Yes. And mm-hmm. I'm so glad that it was on the basis of, yeah, okay, the pastor had come to us and said, ask God. But it was us in relationship to God rather than the pastor saying, you two should be married. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he left the choice to us. Right. And I think, yeah. you know, major things in life, we just need to be absolutely sure to do God speaking and not people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very important. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So that's really great, Doc. Mm. That was something when you got out of the Methodist Church, you wouldn't the personal relationship. Now that you're having with the Lord and the mm. Holy Spirit, yeah, the Lord is speaking to your heart. Oh, yes. and, um, yeah, and yeah. Formerly, it was kind of just more formal or traditional. Oh, absolutely, and it, it was yes. not. Uh, yeah, yeah, not that uh, relationship that you're no. experiencing. No. Well, that's cool. So. Um, what, what about your career? 
business-wise? Uh, business-wise, it was um, I've just gone drifted through life in many ways. Mm-hmm. But God has provided sort of jobs at, at various points. And, yes. and my first three jobs, I never applied for any of them. I, f- I found that interesting <laughs> yes. in the book, that jobs just seem to come just, to you, Peter. Just, you didn't just, go for them. Yeah, yeah. But in fact, with the first one, when I, when I finished my education, I had to find a job. And I was offered a job. And I felt something inside me saying, don't take it, don't take mm-hmm. it. And at that point, I had nothing else in, in the offering at all. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah, when, when you've got to sort of have a living, then, yeah, it's very tempting to jump at the first thing. Yes, it is. But I think listening to God is just so, so, so important. Yeah. And I think if I'd taken that job, actually, looking back on what it was, um, it, I, wouldn't have, I wouldn't have lasted in that job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it's just put something right there. Yeah. And yeah. The yeah. tendency without the guidance of the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. is just to jump at it. Yeah. But when the Holy Spirit is working in your life, it was saying, hang on just a yeah. minute. Don't, yeah. don't, don't take that. It, yeah. And I'm trying to think of uh, what nation it was in the Old Testament, but they deceived the children of Israel. Mm. By all appearances, it looked like a great thing. Yeah, you know, make a treaty with us. We're we're yeah, yeah. way out here. Yes. You know, yeah, yeah. we're not going to bother y'all. Yeah, but yeah. they'd made their clothes on the outside. Everything looked good. Yeah, their clothes were all torn and dirty. Yeah, like, oh, we've, yeah. we've traveled a long distance. Yeah, yeah. and they, all it, they didn't seek the Lord. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They didn't yeah. seek the Lord, and yeah. so they entered into that yeah. relationship with them, and they shouldn't have. Yes. Uh, it was yeah. a lesson for them, and it. Yeah, came yeah, to yeah. touch them later on. Yeah. But yeah, that's great, the, the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. We all need that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So at, at this point where you moved out of the church, when did you find out about uh, the preacher? Uh, well, and what were your thoughts that on that? Was, I, mean, uh, I didn't know anything about this abuse uh, when we got engaged. And because of my upbringing, I suppose I'd had in my mind all the time that when I married someone, it would be someone who was a virgin. Sure. Um, and so when, yeah, we'd probably been engaged for probably sort of two or three months and uh, Jill had this sort of weight on her and she realized she had to share it with me. So when she told mm-hmm. me, I was absolutely devastated. Yes. And because I felt that God was giving me someone who was secondhand, someone. And mm-hmm. I thought, you know, yeah. God, this 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 just isn't right. You promised this life of amazing blessing. Sure. And right at the front end, it's yeah. you know, it's falling apart. And um Did you have pause at that point? Maybe I did. maybe maybe God, I'm not hearing you right. Maybe Jill's not the one. I was really sort of confused because the, mm-hmm. as I say, you know, I felt God had promised us this and straight away there was something wrong, you know, what what was going on. And um, I think really two things really sort of took me through that. One was going back to that and saying, well, God, you know, if you have promised this, then it must be right. But the other thing is that um, realizing who I was marrying or who I was engaged to. And, you know, the Bible says in, in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, if any man is in Christ, he is a new creation, the old has passed away. And it had never really, I'd never really realized before then really what the power of that actually was, that if Jill was in Christ, she was a new creation. And so what God had promised me and what God was giving me in marriage was not something that was 
old and, and, and used and abused, but a new creation. And the real core of, of who God was giving me was the new creation. Yes, the body was, was old and damaged and so on, mm. but the real person, the real core was that new creation. Mm. And those are the things then that really enabled us to, to go on. But it was, a, yeah. it was a dark moment, dark moment. Did yeah. you have a, did, were you, I would imagine you just didn't want to share that, did you? Not not. <laughs> no, I didn't um, because I was frightened that he would. It had to be very reassuring, though, yeah. to hear oh, so what reassuring. he's saying right now and how he still yeah. valued you and treasured yeah. you. And, yeah. you know, that, that was, that was an amazing that's powerful love yeah. there. Mm-hmm. That's the love of God working think, through him. I think possibly that's one of the most powerful points of love that I've seen up until that mm-hmm. point. Yes. Mm-hmm. Somebody really loving me. Yeah. And loving what God was doing with us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 How, how long was it from the transition to where you actually married? From it's about um, well, we got we got engaged in February, February and got married in December, so it was a very short time, really. <laughs> I think if it had been our own thoughts, we would have married in the summer. But my mm-hmm. brother worked in Bahrain and he was mm-hmm. paying for the wedding, so we had to wait for him to get back. And this was Ron, right? Yeah, this yeah. is Ron yes. again. He paid for the wedding. Yeah. What a great brother. <laughs> he was a very, very great brother. Yes. Yeah. He still yeah. is. <laughs> yes. Amen. So. Amen. From your experience there, I, I was reading and something about the wedding you just didn't, mm. about the dress. <laughs> and speak a little bit about that because... Yeah, I, I always would like to have got married in a really nice, beautiful dress. But the trouble was, I think whatever dress I'd have felt, had, I probably would have felt ugly mm-hmm. because the inner me was feeling very ugly. Okay. Um, but I had this dress made from for me by my best friend's mum, which I, in those days I didn't have a voice. It, I don't know if you understand that's that. That's what I, I found really interesting about the dress is yeah. you didn't want to say, no, you know, not wow. At all. You know, can we do a little bit better? Can I didn't we change know how this? To say or, that, you know, yeah, I didn't, didn't know speak how to up. Say that. Yeah. Um, so she made this dress, and it just was awful. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I remember standing on on the right at the back of the aisle, going into the church, thinking, "I actually don't feel very beautiful. This is meant to be a day that every woman mm-hmm. feels beautiful. Yes, I don't feel beautiful. Mm-hmm. I felt really, really not good at all." Mm-hmm. Um, p- partially that I didn't deserve it, marrying this really handsome young man. Sure. Um, I didn't feel pretty. I didn't feel beautiful. I didn't feel, I just felt as if I wanted to run away, to be honest. And I, I want to interrupt you here a minute. Now, I bet, Peter, you probably didn't have that same perception, did you? No, not at all. <laughs> and I, I, the only reason why I bring that up is it's really amazing how sometimes we just let the devil beat us up. Mm. Yeah, you know the, the, the past and everything. And mm-hmm. Peter's perception was, "Wow, look at Jill coming <laughs> down the aisle," you know. And but you're having those feelings of, yeah, of, uh, it was awful. yeah worth yeah. and self worth and uh, it just it's because the enemy was not healed. It was still sure. rampant and horrible inside me and. I lived this, still lived this life inside that that told me that I was no good for anyone or anything. Mm-hmm. So, and I believed it, and that's the, the you know that's the thing. I believed that I didn't look good, and I believed that I wasn't worthy. 
And it all it's all boils down to that. It's what what you really believe. It does. As yeah. a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Yeah. Scripture yeah. says. So if we, you know, if we picture ourselves that way, yeah. that's how yeah. we see it. Even though mm. Peter sees something completely <laughs> different, or somebody else sees yeah. you completely different, it's yeah. it's. Yeah. Kind of on us, you know, to have our minds renewed and absolutely be a new mm. creation, a renewed mind. So, yeah. So yeah. although I'd become a Christian, I couldn't understand that that part of it, the mm-hmm. new creation mm-hmm. bit, and yes. the whole Father God bit, which mm-hmm. comes in later in the book, of course. So. Right. Right. Well, I, I want to bounce around here a little bit. So, how the uh, the minister that was abusing you when Peter begins to come upon the scene and all that, how did he react to all this situation of the marriage? And Well, the, <clears throat> Peter actually went to see him and told him that he, if he ever caught him anywhere near me, he would report him. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the wedding, he was actually officiating. So he was at the front of the church with Peter's father, which which couldn't be avoided. There was no way we could do it without shouting to everybody what had happened. Oh, yes, because, so, yeah, they yeah, just, nobody so knew. Really and you know, hard. I mean, y'all d- didn't want to expose him. No. No. Yeah. Um, and we, yeah. we did make a decision that we would leave him in God's hands. Mm-hmm. We, we felt that very strongly, didn't we? Mm-hmm. And we would leave him in God's hands and God will deal with whatever mm-hmm. happened. It is yeah. in his hands. But that didn't make it any better for me. Oh, no. Right. right. <laughs> but then I didn't ever see him. So, yeah. you know. Yeah, that's that had to be a little bit uncomfortable, I would imagine. Yep. Mm-hmm. Having him there. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But it's amazing the, the holds that an abuser has over people. Yes. Uh, and that hold went on actually for several years into our marriage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jill felt that... Uh, that that she had an obligation to him. It was oh. it was it was weird. Yeah. And also, I couldn't allow him to come anywhere near me in certain places mm-hmm. in the house. I just couldn't cope with him anywhere near me. That's, That's harsh for yeah. him. Yes, but it was where I was at the time, and I I I found it really hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. A lot of things to work through. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> huge yes. amount, like mountains. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. We're all broken. Yeah, yeah. All a, yeah. a work in progress with yeah. the Lord. Yeah, absolutely. He's not so, doing a bad job of it, though. So if I remember correctly in the book, um, did y'all actually move into your bachelor pad? Is that yeah, yeah. How, that, how that worked? Yeah, we, um, we, we bought the bachelor pad and... Uh, mm-hmm. Did it up together and so on. It was yes. it was in a pretty bad state. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah. Say that. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, it was it was livable in by the time we got married. Mm-hmm. So how long was it before you uh, had your first child? Um, I think it was about two years. Was it two and a half, two three and years. Half years? Yeah. I didn't want children because mm-hmm. I didn't want to them to be left in a situation where, like I was. Sure. And I wasn't sure you, of myself. You just didn't trust yourself no, to... You didn't were, trust myself. Didn't okay. know how to do it. The thought of having children, I hadn't got a clue. Because mm. being brought up in a children's home is not like a normal home. Sure. You, you kind of, it's very regimented and very, um, very clinical. Yeah, so, I mean, we, we, 
we hadn't sort of thought about children, but then I went away on business out to Portugal for for a month. And, you know, when I was there, I began to realise something missing in the marriage. Mm -hmm. um, so I think I wrote to Jill and said, there's something missing. There's something missing, something missing. And, uh, yeah, a little while later, uh, a little girl came along. Yes. Mm -hmm. yes. Yeah. And was the experience of, of having the daughter, does that change once I, your... Yeah, once your, I had, I mean, to hold a baby after you've had a baby is yes. just the most incredible experience, I, I think. I bet your heart was just full of love, yeah, wasn't it? absolutely. Yeah. And I, I don't know where that love came from, but it certainly was there and mm -hmm. has been for each child as they've come. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I love my boys and I love Addy very, very mm -hmm. much. And, yeah, it just makes a different you inside somehow. You just... Mm. The love that God puts in your heart for your children is immense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's immense. So after having one child, that made you want to have another one? No, I had a bad experience having the first one. You did? She was a breach, so okay. it was really bad. And I said I would never have any more. That was it. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, but I'm glad I had the other two. So everything is going along well. Y'all have got three kids. Career's going well. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for yeah. Just going along, you're attending church and yeah. growing yeah. in the Lord. And, things, yeah. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, in in all of that, um, I was very, very busy and preoccupied with absolutely everything. So uh, my career was uh, front and center. Front and center. Uh, I was involved in a project that was really sort of the highlight, I suppose, of my, my, my career, something really absorbing. Took me away from home an awful lot. Mm -hmm. um, we moved house, and uh, so I was busy sort of doing stuff in the house, um, busy in church because I was a, a deacon there in the church mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, looking after children. And um, I don't think I've mentioned my wife in all of this, you know. And yes. I think She's when I sort of look back on it, you know, all of these things were going on and I was taking Jill very much for granted and mm -hmm. not giving her the attention that she really needed. Yeah. yeah. Jill should have been really sort of virtually top of the pyramid and she was somewhere down at the bottom, mm -hmm. you know. Sure. And that, um, yeah, that created an environment where all of the things that were going on in, in, in Jill and that sort of longing for a father were just growing and festering. Mm. Yeah, because mm -hmm. I wasn't giving her what was really her her, her were, you, were you feeling that? A little bit yeah, of neglect. Very definitely. He's yeah. busy. Yeah, All those yeah. things are good. I hardly but... saw him really. It just it was like a haze. Um he was so busy. Um and I had the children to look after. Of course, if he was mm -hmm. off away then I was looking after his children and which right. I don't I you know I don't regret I love right. him, sure. but sure. it meant sure. that we really had very little time together. Uh -huh. I, when you've children anyway, you have very little time together. But when he's away, it was was very very hard, and it mm -hmm. and it it had the effect in me of uh, stirring up all the the things from the past mm -hmm. um, about a father and the father was a yeah, very big still an issue it was such a big issue and I, I didn't realize what a big issue it was but it got to the point where I had decided that I had the right to have a father and mm. why shouldn't I and so sure. when you're younger and you long for a father that is <clears throat> it's okay and actually mm. it's okay right. to long for a father but it's when it turns ugly and mm -hmm. it turns into something that is unmanageable 
Um, and my body didn't mean anything to me because I'd been raped. So mm-hmm. I didn't, I have, it really, really, really skewed sometimes in your thinking when you're hurt and battered inside. And my thoughts were, I owe it to myself to have a father, you know, dig my heels in. But if that came with the price of having to go to bed with this guy, skewed for or what, that's what I had to do. And that mm-hmm. seems really, where I'm sitting now, it seems very, very skewed and, mm-hmm. and odd and wrong. Yeah. It, it started out kind of like if I, with the, like the minister, it started out seem like very innocent, very friendly. Innocent. friendly. Yeah. He became a friend of the family. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. I think the kids called him yeah. Uncle Bert. Was yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And so he kind of just worked his way into yeah. the situation. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then won the opportunity or, mm. yeah. Uh, so. Yeah. And yeah. I, where, from where I sit now, I basically regret that. But it was a, it was something that God used sure. to do what He wanted in my life. I mm-hmm. mean, t- totally stripped me out. Really, mm-hmm. um, I'm glad to say. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, it, it does that. It you know, as I was sharing with you before, experiences that we have mm-hmm. some things really mark us for life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, whether yeah. it's a near death experience or an experience like this, mm-hmm. when you found out about this i think you were you kind of were getting an idea something's not right anymore the well, love is i i knew something was not right but the thought of jill having an affair was just not on my agenda you know sure. we were christians you know we committed to each other so i couldn't understand what was going on knew something wasn't right but the thought of an affair was just wasn't a possibility you right. know you know, we're Christians for heaven's sake. You know, <laughs> what you know, Christians don't do this. Right. Yeah. So um yeah, I I found out God was sort of very gracious in, in, in the way in which he allowed me to find out, but uh Jill went away one weekend and I found some some evidence which made me sort of question her when she got back. And so the the whole story started to 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 come out and it was it was for me, absolutely devastating because, you know, the trust that we built up over the past 15 years that had just mm. sullenly, sullenly gone and, and you, yeah, it was a... Felt like you were stabbed in the back to some degree. Mm. Well, stabbed, the trust. Stabbed, stabbed in the back is an understatement, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. And um, I remember sort of sitting there, I can picture myself sitting in, in the armchair, uh, you know, Jill had gone up to bed and, and I was there and... I just did not know what to do. And you you read these stories, don't you, sometimes of a, of a parent or someone who's, who's gone through this sort of experience and they put their children in the car on drive off the edge of a cliff and uh, because they just can't stand the pain. Yeah, sure. And a lot of people say, I don't understand how anyone could do that. Well, I do understand. Yeah. Because that is the place that's, that, that I was at. It's just yeah. so, so black. Everything that, you know, we'd built up and the relationship suddenly shattered and gone and just the sort of blackness. And um, I think fortunately I'm a sort of fairly rational person, but I think, you know, God had a major impact in, in that, you know, point as well, making me realise that, you know, taking my own life and the life of all my family um, was not the answer. Yeah. 
Um, it might end the immediate pain, but I thought of, of my mother, you know, what, what would she, you know, how would she cope with knowing that her son had sort of killed his entire family and taken mm. his own life? And people in the church, perhaps who'd known something was going on and hadn't said anything how they'd feel. And so, and, um, but the thing that, that really, really took us through that was once again that promise that God had made. Deuteronomy God, Deuteronomy 28, you know, choose me, follow me, and it will be a life of blessing. And okay, we had got this, you know, huge, huge blip in it, but uh, God, that promise must be true if you are true. And so that was the thing we really held on to. And, and, and the other thing it was really just for our children's sake as well. Um, you know, we'd seen so graphically with Jill the impact of a broken marriage, mm. Mm. Uh, the impact on Jill and her brothers, and we just did not want that for our children. Mm. Mm. Um, so those two things really said, yeah, let us let mm. us try and and rebuild, but it certainly wasn't easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it had to be very difficult for you. I, yeah, I'd say yeah. I'd have so much respect for you the way you handled that. Yeah. As I was reading it, it was really part of the book that was just so gripping to me because I didn't know how it was going to go down. And yeah. And I was really impressed with uh, the loving way, the scriptural way you took that. I think many people could learn a lesson from that today. And I think that's probably one of the reasons, you know, maybe the divorce mm. rate is so high. Yeah. Is, you know, everybody's looking for a way out and boy, you have one. Mm. You, yeah. you could have really just uh, mm. walked. Yeah. But then the thing is, you, you know, with, with, with divorce, you take all of that brokenness, all of those things with you, those things that have taken yeah. you to that point, you take yeah. into the next relationship. Yeah. And unless you're willing to deal with those things, you know, yeah. the next relationship is going to be fouled up as well. Yes. And, um, yeah, far better to... To deal with things, but as I say, it's 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 not easy, mm-hmm. and you know the practicalities of it. Mm-hmm. You know, suddenly realizing that um, I, I, I like woodwork and things like that, so I had made our bed, and I realized you know the bed which I had made mm-hmm. had been defiled. Mm-hmm. Yes. you know, yeah, I um, that. Yeah. you know, and so it's 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 how you deal with those things and and forgiveness. Um, Half of one wants to know all of the all of the horrible details of what Jill had done, you sure. know, of where it was done, how it was done, this, that, and the other. Yeah. But I realised, look, if I have forgiven, then forgiving means letting go of those things. And much as though my mind, you know, would 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 want to know the details, if I'd really forgiven Jill, I had to say no. I'm not going to go down that line of, of wanting to know mm-hmm. and to yeah. But that is tough. Um, and you really have to, you know, take... The, the Bible says you've got to take your, your mind captive to Christ. Yes. And that is part of it. You know, when the thoughts come that would drag you down and go down a path, you've got to say, no, I am not going to think those thoughts and think other things, you know. And there's so much in Scripture of things that are beautiful. Mm-hmm. Whatsoever is beautiful and lovely and good report, think on these things. Mm-hmm. And... Um, yeah, but it's not easy because the old nature wants to uh, mm, wants to think about the other stuff. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So one just has to to take hold of one's mind, be obedient to Scripture. Mm-hmm. So, Jill, when the, the truth came out on this affair, and what was what was your thoughts of this process I going thought, on? I'd done it. That, that blown it. And yeah. uh, and the thing was about the whole joy lot is the fact that I loved him still. It wasn't mm. that I didn't love him. That's the whole <sighs> funny thing in this whole thing. I didn't stop loving him. I just felt that the need compelled mm. me to find this elusive father, which I never did until I found God, of course. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I was very fearful. <laughs> And he is what his name is. He is a rock. You know, this man beside me here, he is Peter the Rock. <laughs> he is. And, uh, right, and yeah. funnily enough, our surname is yeah. of the fire, so he's a rock of fire. So <laughs> he, he's, I like that. Yeah. yeah. He is. Certainly has. Yeah. So it took a period of time to really regain the trust. Yeah. Uh, to build that back up. Uh, that just doesn't happen mm-hmm. overnight and no. um no. And, uh, takes a long time and, and lots of healing mm-hmm. i went through masses of um help from counselors and christian prayer ministers and thought that i was through it after the first one of course and um <laughs> but you realize you're not and it's mm-hmm. just like an onion being peeled off you like peel that. the first layer off yeah. and you Tears come and the healing mm-hmm. comes and then the next layer comes off. And the, you know, and it seemed to go on for, I had a mighty big onion. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, but um, the most powerful was, and sorry if I will up, but it always happens to me when I share this. Okay. Um, but when God showed me he was my daddy, that was the very most powerful experience of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and it says in... Uh, Psalm 139, I knit you together in your mother's womb. Mm. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. And those things really hit me in a place that I'd never been touched by that sort of thing before. Mm. And, and I don't know how God does it when he shows you his, he is Father God. Mm. But yeah, he certainly did. And to me, it was an experience that has never left. Yes. He will never leave. I know that he is my father mm. and I don't know, I don't have to go looking anymore. I've got security lines around mm. my life that I'd never yes. had before. Um, Peter actually said I changed personality when that happened. Mm. I mean, yeah. it was a long way along the line before that did mm. happen. Mm-hmm. But when it happened, it, mm. it was something that had a dramatic change mm-hmm. in my personality, in who I was. I started to begin to look in the mirror and think, Actually, it's not that bad. <laughs> yeah. I never like looking in mirrors because um, mm-hmm. I saw this ugly thing looking back at me and I didn't want to see that ugly thing anymore. But actually I began to see, hmm, actually, she's not such a bad-looking old thing really. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and as I've got older, it's, it's, it's got stronger. And my love for my dad is just huge. I love him so much and he has done so much. The years that the locusts have eaten, he's given back way more than than was destroyed. Mm-hmm. Um, my, fa- my husband and my children and the way that they're all Christians is just, wow. I haven't got the words to say my gratefulness to my father. Mm-hmm. Don't have the words. Yeah, I, I think that's just so neat to how, mm-hmm. even though we can know intellectually, I, I always say this there's all the difference in the world between knowing the Word of God mm-hmm. 
and knowing the God of the Word. Yeah, yeah. I think to the <clears throat> the verse that we both like, the few verses in um, Psalm forty, and mm-hmm. it's uh, waited patiently for the Lord. Yes. He lifted me out of the miry clay, which is where this came from. Yes, I like and, that scripture. And put our feet on a rock <clears throat> and uh, gave us a new song to sing. Mm, and this yes. is what we're doing when mm. we do these interviews and, and when we go and share with people. It's singing that song that God has put within our hearts mm, mm-hmm. of his grace, which is never-ending, of yes. his love, which mm. is never-ending. Just goes on and on, and mm-hmm. new every morning is yes. his faithfulness. Yeah. Yes. And, and and that's what we wholly hold yeah. on to. Um, and mm-hmm. so what we have now is that we're so in love with each other and love with nice. God. <laughs> Somewhat like a man, isn't yes. it? You know, that's it's right. just typical. Yes. <laughs> yes. But he tells me he loves me. You know. Yeah, that was a very important thing to you for a period of time. Thing. Yeah, I noticed that you would ask him, do you love me? Yeah. Do you love me, yeah. Peter? Yeah, yeah. I would ask him so oh, often. Sure, I love you, Jill, yeah. yeah. But he yeah. never would say those words. But yeah. when he started saying that, it was kind of like another breakthrough for you. Yes. Yeah, yeah. and, and he, was when he looks at me now and he tells me he loves me mm. on occasion, <laughs> <laughs> I know it's true. Yes, yeah. yes, for sure. Mm. So the kids are young at this point in time. Mm. I, I'm sure y'all probably didn't want to lay this on them at all and no, maybe no. wait till they mm. got more mature and grown mm. up. Uh, mm. y'all, y'all just decided, you know, we're going to make mm. this work uh, yeah. and we follow the Lord. Them. We didn't tell them straight away because it would have yeah. been too much of a problem. But they knew something was heavy was going on. Yeah, yeah, kids have a knack. Yeah. They do. Yeah. Um, mm. And I, at the back, back of the book, they've written a piece each. I love that. Which is just fantastic. And when we read the pieces, we both... We're in tears when we read them. It just made us yeah. even more love God for what he had done, you know, with yeah. them because they have mm. their own lives with him mm-hmm. and he's met with them individually. Mm. And that, mm-hmm. that's what's so phenomenal mm. is that yes. our Father God has done that with them. It's yeah. not that we've preached mm. to them the gospel. It's, it's God has actually met them in the need and, and mm. shown them who he is. Yeah. yeah. That's so beautiful. Instead of that, turning them away from God. Mm. Yeah, we're so grateful to God for for what He has done. Um, yeah. Words can't can't really express it. You know, we look at the just the the strength of our marriage, and it is down to God and and and, and God alone. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I do yeah. believe we have better than now than we've ever had. Yeah, you know, the relationship is better than ever mm. it's been. So right. That is what God does, really. Mm. Yes. Mm. And so with all that y'all have been through in your Mm. marriage, are y'all mentoring couples that are having (laughs) issues? Or (laughs) do y'all in the, do y'all have a mentor? Do y'all help other folks? Yeah, we do actually. I know the book would be very helpful to anybody that's struggling in their marriage. Yeah, we Um, we do. In our church, we several couples that we chat with about life and mm-hmm. the way we've gone and how God has stepped mm-hmm. in and met. Um, mm-hmm. And it's, it's yeah, it's quite powerful, really. Mm-hmm. Um, Do we, people seek you all out? Not as much as we'd like, but, no. uh, yeah. it, you know, it's, uh, and and it is, it is you know, we, we, we look for opportunities to, to talk about our testimony. But one of the things that, that we do quite a lot, we go into schools 
and awesome. uh, we're invited in to talk to teenage children. Uh, in the UK, we have uh, various sort of things, the curriculum, and they have to know about relationships. And so the kids are allowed to ask us anything about our relationship, you know, how did we meet? Um, do you ever argue? Do you have financial problems? Do you still have sex? And all of these things, <laughs> you know. So, um, but it's, it's an amazing privilege, you know, to be able to go in and talk to young people. Hmm. And so many of them, when, when they ask their questions, you, you realise that the home life that some of these kids mm-hmm. have must be absolutely mm-hmm. dire, you know. So every time we're, we're asked about how often do you argue, you know, mm-hmm. and, and that, you know, speaks yes. volumes about the sort yes. of things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then um, obviously a lot of them come from from broken homes. Uh, and so we're asked about, well, uh, you know, when you found out about the affair, did you want to, to, to leave and, and, and what made you stay together and so on? So to be able to sort of sow into, you know, the minds of young people that there is hope, um, that mm-hmm. sex is something that is reserved for marriage. I mean, when we were asked, well, you know, did you sleep together before you got married? And we say no. You know, and there's shock and horror from these oh, young people. Yeah. You just <laughs> cannot believe it. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so that for us is 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 quite an amazing privilege mm-hmm. to be able to go and, and speak into the, to the mm-hmm. lives of young people. And it is. Yeah. That's such needed. Yeah. Yeah, mm. because you know they're not getting that in their home life. Not or... and uh, and in well, well the, the whole portrayal on on television and social media is sure. it's all about sex it's in your face film. all yes. the time. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's yeah. kind of in your face and yeah. in your eyes, yeah, nonstop. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm. and the fact that um, and for us, love is is the result of a choice you know we we have made that decision to love each other and the feelings mm-hmm. come mm-hmm. out of that and it's it's so mm-hmm. contrary to the uh, to the world that you know you feel for someone and and that's love but uh, but the reality is is sometimes very different yeah mm-hmm. and you all i mean you all end up growing wrinkly and gray mm-hmm. sure. you know yeah. and the, <clears throat> so the sex part of it isn't the intricate, it isn't intricate in everything we do. We don't have to go to bed every two minutes mm-hmm. to tell each other that we love each other. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and the trouble is that these days that is portrayed <coughs> as being the thing that yeah. that you've got. And that, mm-hmm. But when that goes and mm. it's not so powerful, what, what have uh-huh. we got there? Yeah. yeah. It's intro, we, yeah. We've got such yeah. a powerful relationship because mm-hmm. God has brought mm-hmm. us together. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, it's not such a big thing. Yeah. Big right. yeah. So, so one of the interesting questions these kids sometimes ask is, you know, what what's your your, your most precious experience? Well, we've had a lot of precious experiences. You know, we've been on some fantastic holidays and so on and uh, so on. But I think for me, the most precious experience was about eleven years ago. I had a quadruple heart bypass, mm-hmm. yes. and just lying there in the hospital bed with Jill sitting by my side. You know, knowing that someone who loved you unconditionally, there for you, you know, your greatest time of need, mm-hmm. that was for me probably, you know, far more significant and precious than any holiday going down to the Grand Canyon or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was for me something very, very significant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, you, those moments, uh, like I was sharing with you, my COVID experience, yeah. you know, I was in the hospital for a month, and even though you 
think you know your wife certainly mm. should love you or whatever mm. you know yeah but to see that love and to see her mm. devotion yeah when i could not i couldn't yeah. li- i couldn't even lift a fork yeah. to feed myself yeah. Oh, yeah. Gosh. Yeah. i couldn't even pick up a fork wow. now yeah. yeah but that that is it's touching because yeah. yeah. I, I can relate to what mm. you're yeah. saying there that she was there every day yeah, yeah. Uh, it hard yeah. To, yeah. to help yeah. me when i couldn't help myself yeah yeah so one of the things I, I find really important um, are the questions that they give to you, like what do you suggest that we do with our lives or what important things are there in life that we should know about? And, and, and very often I'll say to them, you know, you're very special. You're mm-hmm. very, very lovely and beautiful. Yes. And not to give away yourself in your body or yourself or your mind away too easily (laughs) not to rush into sex not to do those things that this world encourages us to do so quickly because you're you're important Mm. you're loved Mm. and god loves us each one of us so very very much and um yeah he doesn't want us rushing into stuff like that that isn't important the important thing is to be in love with jesus in my life yeah that's so good. I remember uh, a, a lot of stuff I don't remember from some of my seminary classes, but I remember a story, and uh, the teacher was sharing he was over in a particular area in Europe where prostitution was legal. Mm-hmm. So they were uh, walking, evangelizing on the streets, mm-hmm. and uh, one of the street ladies uh, walked up to him and and he says, how much? And, of course, the other people are kind of around him or shocked. Yes. They're thinking, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. he's going to go get a room here, Peter. <laughs> and uh, they were, like, just stunned because in their kind of religious upbringing, mm. it shocked them that he would mm. ask a, mm. a prostitute how much. Mm. And But it was so brilliant. Mm. And she gave him a price. She mm-hmm. said it was such and such, how many dollars? And mm-hmm. and he said, oh, you're worth so much more than that. Yeah. <laughs> and that just really opened the door yeah, yeah. when he did that. And all yeah. the other guys, their jaws are dropping <laughs> now, you know. Like they got yeah. what he was trying to do. So you have a son that's a, a missionary in New Jersey. Is that correct? The missionary work? He went to New uh, Jersey. He went to New Jersey. Okay. Yeah. And he actually came to New Jersey as a boy and went home as a man. God showed mm-hmm. him some stuff yeah. and yeah. a lot of a lot of experiences that um, made him want to go home and um, and teach young people how to bring young people to be Jesus, Jesus people. You know? mm-hmm. So is he the one that's teaching mm-hmm. at the seminary? Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah. 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 So the experience he had in New Jersey here. No, um, it was very formative for him. He was working with some pretty rough people, if oh, I remember. Some pretty rough people, yes. Drug addicts yeah. and yeah. gangs. Yeah. and yeah. school clubs for kids yeah. that yeah. parents yeah. didn't care. Yeah. wasn't a pretty church. It that certainly wasn't. Into no, there. No, yeah, no, no, no. 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 Uh, he was in the thick of the battle. Absolutely. Yeah. And so yeah. as a result of that experience, he's gone back home. He's gone back home, yeah. Well, he went to, he went to Bible College. He was then a pastor in a small church for a number of years. And then he went back to the same Bible College to, to get on the staff there. And he's, um, yeah, he's done very well there. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. 
And so your uh, your son, Paul, yeah. is here in East Texas. That's right, yeah. Uh, tell us a little bit about Paul. So he came over uh, probably 20 years ago with uh, a, a youth missionary organization, and uh, he um, he found a young lady, young Texan girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, there's some good ones. There's, she's, yeah, she's cool. so she's lovely. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, he he became a, a motor mechanic to start off with, and uh, but then he he realised that there's more to life than uh, than tinkering around with cars. So he is he is now um, pastor in a in a Christian school. Mm. Over, over here in East Texas, yeah, I'm married to this lovely Texan girl with, with three, gorgeous. very young, very demanding uh, <laughs> little children. Very yes. gorgeous. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah, awesome. Yeah. Well, that's uh, pro- yeah. probably one of the joys of your life now. Is oh, those, three, yeah. those three children they have. Yeah, mm. those three children, and then our our, our son that we've have in the UK that we've just mentioned. They have got three adopted children, and. Mm. Uh, they they're real treasures and mm. and we look at those just as our own flesh and blood we don't look at them as as adopted but as mm. say just just like like the others and yeah. Uh, yeah and then then we've got our daughter Addie and she lives about 10 minutes away from us and awesome. she has one daughter one daughter who's just delightful I love her to pieces Anna mm-hmm. and Dave her husband's really lovely too so <clears throat> they're all very sweet lovely people mm. uh, and I look at this sometimes and I think I don't deserve all this, but actually God thinks I do. So he, he's given such a lot yeah. to us. Yeah, and I'm ever grateful to him for everything that I have. Mm-hmm. I have nothing that he hasn't given me first. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah Most our... of all, this man, because <laughs> I love him so much. Yeah. And our daughter, she works in a special needs school with severely disabled um young people and it's it, a it, it is a real yeah, calling I, I look at her and i think i just could not do this mm. i could not yeah yeah and i think what one of the other things is that the one thing's about you know staying together is that both of us were willing mm. and there does need to be that that willingness yes. on, on, on both both sides and, <clears> yeah so if uh, if someone wanted to purchase your book, I, I know I tried to find it on Amazon in the UK, and not in the UK, but here in the US, and I couldn't find it. I wanted to order some books. So how would they go about uh, purchasing or acquiring the books? Okay, uh, it's it's available on Amazon in on the UK site, um, okay. but you can also order it directly from us, from okay. our website, and we will fulfill those orders mm-hmm. and and ship it over here to the, to the United States. What, or what is your website? Uh, that is Dufer, as in our surname, dufeu.co.uk. Okay. Very simple. Very easy. Yes. And the yeah. name of the book is? Is No Pit Too Deep. No Pit Too Deep, Rescued and Redeemed by Love. What would you say um, has given you the ability to rise above all this and get through all these difficult situations? Mm. For me, it is definitely Jesus, um, Father God. Um, Without that, without them, Mm. I would still be in the hole. Mm. I could not get myself out of the hole, the pit. Mm -hmm. Uh, I tried. I tried very hard. (laughs) I kept slipping back down again, got so far, slipped down. 
Um, and the, the name of Jesus is such a powerful name. There you go. Um, uh, that at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow. And I bowed my knee to Jesus. And he did what he did. Mm. And he got me out the pit. And he put my feet on the rock. And he is just there every day for me. Mm. Every day. I need him every day. Otherwise, I slide yes. away. Yeah. And I think it's in times of desperations that we really... Uh, that we really call out upon the Lord yeah. when, when we're in dire need. Unfortunately, it seems to be like, you know, when our back's against the wall, yeah. when we've made a mistake, and, you know, that's when we really, it's uh, God comes through. I've, yeah. I've heard it said, uh, God does his best work in our worst times. Yes, definitely. He does his yeah. best work in our worst times. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I think that to be so true. You know, a lot of those worst times we don't want to go through. <laughs> I certainly don't want to. Yeah. But yeah. I know that in my life that the times that I've seen the hand of God and mm. seen God's mm. miracles mm. work in and around me, uh, it's been very mm. difficult situations. But it's what drove me, mm. that pressure mm. that drove me mm. to God on my knees like mm. nothing else will. Yeah. When we were first uh, Christians, the, the pastor of our church introduced us to the concept of uh, where it talks about the the crucible is for silver and the furnace is for gold, mm-hmm. and that you know mm-hmm. part of the refining fire of God is uh, is all the trials and things that we actually go through, mm-hmm. and if we allow ourselves to go through those trials and for God to refine us, then that is how. You know, all the dross takes away mm. and the gold comes out. Mm. And, um, you know, these verses in, in James, mm. for me, are really very powerful because they do really sort of reinforce the fact that our life is never going to be uh, uh, easy. It says, mm. count it all joy, my brethren, when you meet various trials. Not if you meet, but when you meet, mm. you are going to meet trials in life. Count it all joy, my brethren, when you meet trials of various kinds. You know, the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its full effect. You may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. And it's interesting that verse, and it says, and let steadfastness have its full effect. It's so easy as one goes through the trials in life to say, I've had enough and walk away from it. But God says, no, actually, go through them. And as you go through them, then that is where God Mm -hmm. does his work. Let steadfastness have its full effect. You may be perfect, complete, mm-hmm. lacking in nothing. And, you know, sadly, so many people give up when the trials come mm-hmm. instead of actually going through and seeing, yeah. mm-hmm. seeing God working yeah. things mm-hmm. out. Well, I hope you enjoy the session here with uh, Peter and Jill Defoe and hope you'll grab a copy of their book. We'll certainly make it available in the description box. And uh, we just ask uh, if you just hit the like and subscribe button if you want to see more uh, content like this, certainly a powerful testimony. I think you'll not only want to watch this, but you'll also want to share this with your friends and family and church members. Uh, God bless y'all and thank you for watching.